Hey, welcome back. It's Food News and Chews Radio, sponsored by our friends at Sullivan University. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Sylvia, we have Jeff Janet Jeremy? Patton coming on. Janet Patton's coming later. on today. Talk, and we're going to talk some things about trends and all of that. And and, and one of the things that I think is interesting is food, good food in non traditional locations. Good like, food in non yeah, there like gas station food. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah there yeah. is a cult following for the little pizzas at Cinemark. Have oh, you ever really? had one? No. Oh, they're so good. They're <laughs> Pizza Hut pizzas, but they're just those little ones. Well, when we were kids, you Man, used to get good. little Pizza Hut pan pizzas if you read enough books. Do you remember those? The book it thing? You'd read a book and you read like get 10 books. Get a personal books. pan? Yeah. And now you don't, and you only used to see those personal pan pizzas where they had like the Taco Bell uh-huh. Pizza Hut and they had the little, little slot. But, but what makes them taste so good? The buttery, in delicious. That, in that in that environment so you get it's even oh. hard to eat because you're sitting you're trying to eat a big old cheesy oh, pizza in the I, it's dripping down <laughs> i think the i think it's magical to experience a movie and eat like the movie tower or yeah. cinema i think that's a great night yeah. out it's it, it is expensive yeah, it is and for, you get for, sloppy for and, food, and it's but okay it's all but part the, of it. but anyway that's a the cult pizza the, the the personal pan pizza is a magical thing like you said and it i is. think it's why it's little it's why a an Easter Reese's egg tastes different than a regular right. Reese's cup. Right. It's a different cheese to meat or I cheese know. to bread ratio. Or heart shaped mint patties. Something about it uh. is just different. It's different than yeah. a regular Pizza Hut pizza. And I, I agree. I, there's cool things like there's one place in Louisville I used to go to with my brother. He went to U of L, and I remember this as a kid, and just kind of you reminded me of this. But it was a pizza restaurant mm-hmm. downtown Louisville. And I think the pizza was mediocre. Nobody would care. But on f- on the weekends, they serve Persian food. It was owned by a Persian family. Fascinating. So throughout the week, you know, whatever, they deliver pizzas and whatnot. Friday and Saturday and Sunday, they would do this Persian spread Persian. of kebabs and oh, tadak and all the, the palav, <laughs> you know, and I was just blown away. So, I mean, that's the example you're talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, that magical, was it the news story that- we just saw about the best sausage biscuit in america down in what someplace in kentucky salvisa salvisa Salvisa. yeah oh really yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna have to take a trip is it at a restaurant we know or is it just a gas station and they that's what they do and that's the best what now sausage Sausage biscuit biscuit. in america (gasps) i'm there like it's got a lineup that's what they do (laughs) Uh, maybe they, I don't know the line or not, but it's it, on the it way got, to Harrodsburg. It's yeah. noteworthy. People like it. It made the news, so I I'm eating there. It. Yeah, because yeah. my son lives in Harrodsburg. I pass Salvisa all the time, and yeah. it's a wide place on the road. So there is, and because I'm, I'm, I wasn't sure if it's maybe it's today. It's if, if if it wasn't today already, it might be over. But Country Boy Brewing was doing a gravy contest. A gravy. contest. A gravy contest. Speaking of uh, biscuits, I they were doing that. a like a like a gravy like come out a gravy competition basically. I think really? I competed in that once, and I saw it. Oh. it, it it's sometime soon. It might already be over. Yeah, like, we did that. Well, uh, when we first started with the diner, went out there to to put our gravy against. We didn't win, but but um, it, we, we were pretty up there. Oh, I could drown in but gravy. I saw that, I and that I thought, stuff. well, that's the just food a great idea. Like yeah, that just sounds like group. a well, like a great idea. We went to one of those things down in Oxford, Mississippi, that they do. Uh, that, remember the John Southern Edwards? Foodways yeah. Alliance. Yeah, and they did a gravy theme. Yeah, <laughs> they actually have a magazine called Gravy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's the Country Boy Brewing Gravy Challenge sign up. It happens February nineteenth. 
and I just it just saw it on there. There you go. And I guess it's open for anyone who wants to compete. There's details. It's a Facebook I love event. It. I'm hey. I just everybody needs to be fully clothed for this. Event. Right. <laughs> okay. You just got back from a conference. I did. Where you looked at technology, and somehow in that whole conversation is about gas stoves and all of that stuff that's going on out there, and that's a controversy. I have a gas stove. Yeah. So I guess. This kind of came in tandem with the news we're hearing now. There's a lot of griping about maybe federal mandates right. and regulations against gas stoves. What I mean, restaurants the, do. Oh my gosh. Well, they're working on that. It's um, there. It does you have make to things have gas right. Well, gas I mean, stoves. our our kitchen's powered by gas, so yeah. you know, if this becomes a real thing at the restaurant or at my home, then we have to reconfigure. Do you have a gas stove at home? Yes, I do. Okay. And you um, don't, right, Twitch? I don't. So we were we can we just redid our kitchen and we were gonna convert to gas and it was right as we started seeing all this stuff uh-huh. and we we're like, well maybe we shouldn't. And we went with what is now considered I guess the old fashioned coil electric stove and that's yeah. old fashioned well I, guess, I mean it's a new one, but I guess that's considered the old But it's old fashioned. And I love it because I cook on cast iron and that that sucker it heats up, man. I love it. I love that stove. So, um, all right. So there's been a small resurgence back into what do you want to call more um, industrial stuff where everything's wood powered. Mm-hmm. Like, a, a, you ever heard of a jo- Josper wood oven? Powered. No. It's, a, it's I, I want one. But a Jasper oven. Josper. Josper Yeah, oven. this thing is a, basically, imagine a, a Dutch oven that's a gr- uh, an infrared, not infrared, but a grill. And you load this thing with like 40 pounds of wood charcoal and you light it. And the rest of the day, you really just heat it and cool it with, uh, with airflow. But it'll hold, you know, a thousand degrees for 12 or 14 hours. And you get the wood flavor and but you get the heat of say an infrared like from tony's or malone's but you get the the wood flavor as well plus it's in like a a very heavy oven door so there isn't moisture loss it has a dutch oven effect to it so you may see more more of that but what i really think you're going to see is this in restaurants or homes well i'm seeing both okay um the company i went to see builds for commercial and residential so they own like viking so you and you could have a version of that and a residence in yeah, a residence so but that's that's probably not going to be the most popular that's going to be your foodies thing mm-hmm. what you're going to see in homes is called incognito and this thing's out uh, this is not this is fairly new technology but just imagine you know we're, we're sitting here at a, a counter right mm-hmm. and there's nothing on it that's your stove from that's all you you just put a pot on it and in 10 seconds it heats up so it's and then you pick up the pot and you—it's an induction. And so when so the way induction, induction works, your induction is underneath any standard counter. So all they do is come in and put electronic magnets in different places under your really? counter, under your cabinets, mm-hmm. and then all you—whenever you put a pot on your stove, it's going to heat up, boil, boil water in thirty How far seconds. Away is this stuff? When you lift the pan, there's no heat on your counter. Well, induction's already oh, here. You can go here. buy an induction but burner. Where's something like that? Where? Where's that? Uh, I, I bet you, I bet you go stove. get one at like Ferguson's or one of these places right now. Well, you can buy, you can buy right like an induction hot plate anywhere. I mean, so the way induction works is it, it does work with magnetism and, elect- and electricity. So it is cool to the touch, but you have to have a ferro. Uh, basically, you have to have a stainless steel yeah. iron. It won't work with aluminum. Mm-hmm. So there's certain cookware. Well, I don't know if it'll work with copper. 
but it has to be ferroconducting, meaning it has to be magnetic. Correct. And as long as you have, you know, stainless steel or something, cast iron, it's magnetic, uh, it will heat up. Now, the pan still gets hot, but the burner does not. No. And, yeah. and what it is, is they've designed it to where what you do is, you know, the little, um, uh, what do we call that thing that holds up the pot, the little grate? Yeah. yeah. So they just, they give you four grates and you put them on your on your wall. Whenever you want to use it, you throw yeah. one on the counter and put your pot on it. That's and really cool. Done. That, that is super cool. So um, so you're saying the stove of the future is not going to be a stove. The stove of the... the, the, the well, you that, that's your stove, okay. And then now this thing, the, the new technology for, you know, you, we, we were talking about, what was it? Uh, air fryers, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever. This thing, they, they, they figured out how to cook food with light now. So here, imagine this. This thing is called Brava, and now I'm going to mm-hmm. buy one this year. Mm-hmm. What, so Brava, what that is. Brava. Okay, and it's it basically it looks like a toaster oven, right? Mm-hmm. You're buying this for the restaurant. I'm buying this for me. For you. Yeah. So you, let's just take this. Let's grab a raw chicken, right? And let's grab some potatoes, and yeah. then let's grab some carrots, and then let's grab I don't know some mushrooms. Put them in the same container. Throw your seasoning on it. Put them in there. This thing looks at the ingredients and determines how to cook each individual one with beams and lasers of light. Oh, my Lord. In, like, half the time of normal. And then, so when you come out, it comes out, the chicken's roasted, crispy skin, you know, the mushrooms are, you know, that would cook unevenly. Are they real expensive? I bet they're not cheap, but but this thing replaces three... This is this is how Americans are going to be able to actually eat healthy and fresh food without a lot of effort. Fascinating. I think the kitchen of the future is going to look different. I don't think you're going to have a giant like this is the stove and it's three feet by five, you know four feet and it sits in this spot. I think it's going to be like you're saying. You'll have this on the countertop. You'll have the like you said the induction burners wherever you want it. And like I think you'll have much more counter space. So I think my job is the chef in the future is what I'm going to have to do is have your spices and your sauces and your flavors ready to buy to where you can make these meals at home. That's going to be our opportunity to kind of because you're replacing us as cooks, right? So, well, I think what's going to happen is you're going to have. Now, it's not like the best perfect chicken. I mean, it's not like you're having a fine dining meal, but this thing helps, man. But you're going to have the Brava in conjunction with, let's say, an Instapot or a Crock-Pot. What I mean is, you use a Crock-Pot, you you, you leave for work in the morning, you put on your Crock-Pot, you come home from dinner, your, your food's done. Well, you'll have something like this Brava, you'll put all your food in it in the morning, and it'll keep it cold, and then at 4.30... It'll start cooking for you. Fascinating. So what what the industry seems to be pushing to do from the preparation standpoint is, you know, we've got sous vide pretty figured out Mm -hmm. in the industry now. Right. So let's say you want duck at home. What's going to happen is, you know, the chef at the factory is going to pan sear duck breast and then sous vide it perfectly to 135 in the cryovac seal then he's going to hyper cool it and it's going to ship to you like that fully cooked season ready to go you're going to put it in the brava for three minutes and it's going to come out perfect and then you're going to put it on a plate and eat well if i have an old-fashioned gas stove i should sell my house today right (laughs) you know pretty (laughs) soon expensive do you think they're they're going to be it's like electric cars do you think gas stone gas stoves in the next i don't know 10 years are going to be banned do you think people just not buy them because there so if you don't know there's controversy so let's explain for the audience think about the the initiatives i'm 
it, EPA, it, yeah, you know, I, fuel yeah. So the the. The, if, if you don't know, the, the whole thing with gas stoves is there's been some research that suggests that having gas stoves in your house could lead to future Ill, certain illnesses. I've heard asthma. Yeah. There's some few uh, illnesses. It may or may not be attributed to illnesses in children. Now, I don't know if the science is 100% conclusive yet or if yeah, it's still right. – I'm, I'm not sure. But, but a lot so, of people will pay attention to it. Well, someone in the government made a made a comment that, you know, hey, nothing is off the table. These could, you know, mm-hmm. be bad. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's been taken a little out of context. Well, but, they pay grandfather you in for so long. Oh, or yeah. Right. Yeah. But now, but the thing is, what'll I think what'll happen is, will just hearing that they're bad, will that decrease demand? I think you're right. You know, I even if they don't right. outright ban them, so, people just go, I don't want a house like, with a gas yeah, well, it's like It's like the controversy surrounding salt today and, you know, okay, or sugar and all of the food things that you have to wade through in studies in the preliminary stages that really don't know the total right. answer. There's I a mean, lot of push to, de- to getting rid of deep fryers as well. In favor of what? Deep fryers. Well, what they're doing is coating... The product now they want to put it more into the manufacturing side from the food side so you got a french fry and you put it in the oil right they want to blast freeze the oil into the coating so when you put it in your air fryer it actually fries you know what i'm saying okay. so your food is going to be coated with the oils it needs to cook versus putting in a vat of grease i don't i don't think that's going to happen <laughs> but um but but you're going to see that more like gas stations and and stuff where, mm-hmm. you know, there's food service, but you can't train people to use a fry- fryer properly, or it's messy. It's very dangerous. Well, you, know? you already see things like that at yeah. um, at gas station, even at Subways. That giant thing that blasts Turbo your Chef, sandwich. Yeah. yeah, that's that revolu- That's that's what that's the technology that brought about the fr- air fryer in your home. That's right, that's who right. started it. Wow, that is fascinating. Yeah. So the new stoves coming. Hey. Um, Valentine's Day is coming up. Just get us in the mood. Ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, the mood for love. So, I, you know, it's Azure. It's Valentine's Day. It's meant for lovers. And what do we do? We give you oysters in three different ways. We're going to give you lobster crepes. We've got prime New York strip tataki, which is a really mm. sexy little appetizer. Seared prime beef. We'll slice paper thin so it just kind of melts on the tongue. A uh, little soy kind of tataki jus with that. Uh, we're doing crab cakes. I've got the most beautiful scallops coming in. They're telling me they're going to be beautiful. Uh, that, that'll that be going will, with a, you know. You know, a, a lovely little passion fruit sauce. We're going to be doing petite filet mignon. I've got Korean braised short ribs. So, I mean, pretty much something for everybody. Then I got Sugar Mama, our pastry chef, baking a kind of double like heart-shaped little layer cake with two different types of buttercream and chocolate ganache so i mean you're good on that plus my other chef anthony is rocking out a white chocolate raspberry tiramisu that has me he is so good yeah he's really getting it down uh so he's he's um he's working up that recipe now to be ready to go for valentine's day our menu is a three course meant to get you in and out the fourth course is dessert at home if you know what i mean so we're leaving three course meal uh and 65 dollars a person um hope hope y'all everybody gets lucky make reservations hey, That's i know that you, you have to make reservations and, and yeah, Twitch, dude, yeah. i know that you like to do non-traditional stuff like yeah. your wedding reception or mm-hmm. something was at 
A uh, White Castle. White Castle. So what do you do for, thing, for Thanksgiving? No, it's, for, it's, it's happening again. Yeah, White Castle. Back. It's back on. So White Castle started doing their White Castle uh, Valentine's Day thing again. Yeah. And that's we've yeah, gone that's every good. year that we've been I married. love that. Do you take yeah. the kids now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have a regular server? Mm-hmm. We have, yeah, you know, it's good. so funny because they, now they know we're coming. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when my wife makes the reservations, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll see. We've seen. And they're always waiting for do us. you go to the same one? Same one every time. I really uh, like this Twitch. It, I think this great. is a good thing. And anyway, I see, I see the, the the lady that runs the local White Castle. She always stops by because she, she was at my wedding. <laughs> she was at my wedding cooking, you know, because they yeah. brought out the White Castle yeah. at my wedding. They actually brought out a White Castle uh, mobile grill and they made didn't even the White know we get this radio plug there. Oh, it's so dude, it's so much fun, man. It's so it's 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 now you know there's different kinds. If if I want to do something nice, I would go to Azur. But we're not nice people. <laughs> well, I mean, but what? It's what's. It's nice and fun. It is nice. Yeah. It's yeah. nice and fun. And, and I don't I mind like the White Castle food. I mean, and that's yeah. weird for me to say as a chef, but there is a time oh, and place absolutely. for White Castle, man. For oh. lots of different And, and it's usually in the middle like of the night. Like a personal but pan pizza at Cinemark, you know. Right. Um, so, right. but thanks, Thanksgiving. Why do I keep saying that? Valentine's Day is on Tuesday this year. Right. So when do you offer this dinner? So this, this menu is only Tuesday, and I'm telling you right now, guys, if you're not going to call 859-296-1007, right now as you're hearing this podcast or, or radio show uh-huh. that you're probably too late okay so um we're we're already you know this this is just a, a one day thing for february 14th but i'll give you a little secret i am going to be doing special nice valentine's things things for the, things for the weekend okay oh, okay good you know so the, the weekend leading mood, up yeah. to it i'll get you in the mood i'm thinking like slow roasted prime rib with lobster mashed potatoes and stuff like that you know it, it's gonna be it'll be nice but um but the Make real the real february 14th menu is on valentine's day at dinner only it's 65 dollars a person we are securing your re- uh, reservation by credit card so don't be uh freaked out yeah. when we ask you for that that's just because well that's and also don't call jeremy we, Don't we, call Jeremy at three o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday and be like, "Hey, can you squeeze me at seven fifteen yeah, tonight?" Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. No, my too. I really and I I mean this. My phone gets turned off Valentine's Day and New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. You well, have to. I need to do that too because I get those calls. You need <laughs> to. Okay. Um, in a moment, uh, the triumphant return, triumphant return yeah. of the one and only Janet Patton from uh, Lexco. So and, and, yeah, we, we love Janet. Don't go anywhere. It's Food News and Shoes Radio back it's food news and shoes radio and you know what our our, our guest now is someone we haven't had on oh. since before the pandemic and and she's the bomb it's so yeah. nice to reconnect janet Patton. <laughs> thanks uh, so much it's how, so great to be back with you guys i haven't seen you oh, we love you oh the, you know the, the herald leader of let's go uh, all the food stuff the the lexington food and dining page people love yes, that yes, yes. you are busy with that. you guys chime in on that and uh well we did do that uh and well, then we just need to because I don't know if we've been doing that lately, but we need to make sure Janet's column knows about our show every yes, week. Yes, post it on there. Yeah, share yeah. it. We need I to always do that. tell all the restaurants. Because everybody likes it. If yeah. you've got news, please. We want you to share it there. Yeah, so I honestly, let can we start with that, that page? Because, I mean, let's, yeah. you, I think, Kentucky, you guys started the mm-hmm. Lexington Dining Food News and Sharing page. Does um, that say that yeah, right? Yeah, it's Lexington Food and Dining News and Sharing. It's a really awkward name, but that's just so that people can find it. And how long trying. has it been going on? Gosh, it it was before the pandemic, so I think we've had yeah. it for about four years now. That page is at some point, and it's a little. 
It's my favorite drama on the internet. It, I love it. I love food, <laughs> but I also love the drama on Janet there. Janet might prefer less drama. Out of hand sometimes. Oh, no, no, no. Don't change a thing. Don't it just tells thing. you how passionate foodies yes. are, yeah. right? That's oh, right. God, yes. Um, and they, they have definite, very definite thoughts about what they like, a, what they don't like. Yeah. And there's a lot of philosophical kind of like, how much do you do this? And how much do you just I go to the manager quietly? Or, yes, you know, I'm all of those. I'm always surprised when people chime in and say, Tipping, you know, what do we do for tipping? I mean, people come in with thoughts and which is valuable. Yeah, it really is. But I'm amazed. Little, and what I say. like is more of a, you know, a median. A lot of times, as an owner, mm-hmm. manager, yeah. you really don't get to explain yourself. That's you know, right. in a situation. Right. This does present some opportunity mm-hmm. to set the record straight and or correct. You know. Yeah. Because yeah. um, a lot of times it's kind of sometimes can be unfair yeah yeah but that's right also also, i think this is maybe the part of the pandemic is there's now a much more empathy public empathy uh, uh, empathy towards people who work in the restaurant i do see that trend yeah it was just people complaining Mm -hmm. i had bad service here i had bad service this but now you're seeing now it's a lot of conversation yeah it's a lot of wait wait, is that the whole story i think you're right and that i like which actually is good i love that part of it so what about the growth i think the last time i checked in around its infancy it was somewhere around twelve thousand people it's it's probably double double that that, yeah yeah and you know you I always tell restaurant owners this. We want bars and restaurants to become members. We encourage you if you've got specials, if you've got events, if you've got anything, go in there and post. And Yeah, we get pe- we get, we yeah. get comments on that. You know, People we post see our it. events oh, yeah. and oh, we yeah. get calls. Yeah. And I will tell you, you know, my advice on, um, this is from a journalist's point of view, my advice on when people say something critical about your restaurant, your bar, or an event, something that's happened if you want to go on there one time and say, as the owner of the restaurant, I'm sorry that happened. Yeah. Feel free to contact me. Yeah. My, that's my, and that's it. My yeah. advice is try to stage. take it offline. Don't <laughs> yes. stay online. Don't and get keep into, going back and forth. You're not going to win. No. You are, just, just take no. it from do me. Do you actually see you, some bars and restaurants that do that? Because that would I be like rule number highly. one. And, that and would be rule number one. We all saw some that are probably no longer um, yeah. in the business that yeah. can't would do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to name any names. Right, yes, right. I've but, seen it happen. And it, it would just became like, this is, this is take this offline. Yeah. One thing yeah. about this page that I like is because, you know, you can kind of peer in and see what people are asking, but it also tells you what, what we're looking for in this town. Or yeah, what yeah. trends are coming, oh, or yeah. what the new place is, and well, I think Janet kind of has her finger on the pulse. And that's what we oh, want to hear. Right. Issue, so. What what was in and out in twenty two, and what's coming in twenty three? Go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, coming in twenty three, it, it. I mean, how much caffeine do we need, really? We have so <laughs> much <laughs> a lot. Yes. And I love it. I love coffee, but it just seems like every lot other of day there's shops. either a new coffee shop or a new. The drive-through kiosks, that's what's... I mean, we're in the middle of a coffee war. I don't know if you realize or not, but we're in the middle of a coffee war. And I, I don't know where the space and that market really came from. I, you know, there was Starbucks closures mm-hmm. for the first time during the pandemic. And a I lot, right? So, but, but overall, I mean, I don't know what the attraction is. I mean, other than people drink gobs and gobs of coffee. I think it's maybe but community formation. It's, it's very formation. cheap. Yeah. It's easy to produce. Is it profit margin? It, the and, profit yes. margins are crazy good, right? So maybe people and are just after a quick and it's community. It's community. I think well, post-pandemic people are seeking that. I, yes and no. I mean, there's two distinct, two distinct things there. One is the community. So that's what I see in a lot of the local places that are yeah. coming up and opening. Um, 
you know, local coffee shops, and that's great. Some place where you can go in. You're yeah. a regular. Oh, you yeah. drop in. You know the owner. Yeah. You see people you know. You can yeah, take your laptop. Groups. Yeah. Yes. Or you know your stroller if you're a mom and you got some kids or something or a dad. The other one is the drive-through, and people. I mean, that's I true. As any restaurant, you're not can getting tell community you, there. It's this. The difference for so many restaurants now is whether you have drive-through, and all of these places, you got like it. you said, it's cheap. They do the drive-through, and yep. the turnover's yep. huge. Yep. What is psychologically going on about people needing coffee? This is something you can produce at home for pennies, right? Right. There's something <laughs> that. Uh, you can get it well, work for those, free. Like the, as soon as you walk in, there's already a pot of coffee made, right? Those specialty right. So drinks. So I think what it is is people want to be taken care of. That's right. I don't know, yeah. Like just yeah, the, the wake up one, in the morning and somebody got me nice a cup thing. of coffee right. and it's one little treat you can yeah. have to start your day. I don't think it's about the coffee. I mean you, the caffeine, yes. You know what? There's more to it right. than that. There's just, a there's a reason people see their baristas and they have it the way they want it. And yeah, they and they get it served, like and they get those one fancy thing they drinks. Have control over. Here's a funny thing about observations: if you've been to several different kinds of coffee shops, mm-hmm. these little groups that form, and the politics of those little groups, yeah, are very different depending on the coffee shop you go, shop you go to. Interesting. <laughs> you know, you can hear literature discussions at Good Foods Co-op. Oh yeah, and then you yeah. go somewhere else and you hear other kinds of politics it's <laughs> fascinating to go and just listen in on conversations guys oh, that would be kind of fun <laughs> so <laughs> kind of fun. i want to the thing that i saw make the biggest splash in my opinion or on my page and my media was k-pot mm. oh yeah that yeah. went bananas k-pot k-pot the news. oh yeah talking about korean hot korean. pot and you know that's one of those places where people are like i don't get it and then they go and they're like and then they go well, in a weird way, yeah. do you guys remember when, um, what was the the fondue restaurant that was big for yes. melting pot? Melting pot. It's, all, it's almost yeah. like yeah. Uh, Korean uh, yeah. melting pot in a way. Yeah. You cook yourself. It's fun. It's 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 more than just someone bringing you food. But it's also way tastier than melting pot. Or, yeah. yeah, because it's, I it's, haven't it's, been it's, there. What is the melting? What is the pot? Well, it's, a, it's I mean, Korean hot pot, which, and there's a lot of ways to do it. I've had Chinese hot pot where there's a Literally, there's lot a pot. Yeah, Szechuan style where Woo! it's chilies and it's, you know. And, it, and it's in a pot? You know, you, you cook can it cook it yourself at yeah. your, at your oh. table and you I need can to get out, out more what often. you want. And they're very, they're very strict. If you bite, you know, you're, you're going to eat this. If you take, if you get it, you're going to eat it. You're not, and they have a time limit in some cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you cook, you can either cook it in a broth or you can cook it like on a little griddle, mm-hmm. right? Almost there. a Korean like barbecue. Korean barbecue. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which we've had Korean barbecue at Harang in Lexington for a while. I think yeah. they even have a hot pot kind of thing. Yeah, and they too. probably do. Yeah. But I, so I don't know why this is, but this, for some reason, K pot took over and so it's just. I think it's the everything. same thing. It's experience, yeah. it's more interactive. You get had, something yeah. more for your money mm-hmm. than just dying, you know, getting fed. Chef. I think every, I think that the quick service fast food market feeds you that's what feeds america mm. is i'm sorry quick junk yeah. but yeah. people yeah. when they want to dine they're, they're almost like they're not looking for the next thing to do after that it used to be we go to a show we go to a movie whatever now people go out to eat and that's what they're doing that night you're right yeah. that is the experience mm-hmm. well, that's the event i mean let's be honest it costs have gone up right who so can afford that's it? my whole evening if i'm going out that's the entertainment i get it that's the whole night I'm not so. going to a movie after because I can't afford both. I'm yeah. going to do one. So Azura is now yeah. hiring, hiring singers and dancers. <laughs> uh, well, also, you want your dinner to be your event. So if you can go out for an hour or versus make that same money last two hours and you get a little bit of fun, a little entertainment, sure, absolutely. So are, are, 
is that one of the trends? Do you think there'll be more of those in Lexington? Could well, we I do. I think I was going to say this place opened right at the end of the year. Um, and El Asadero Mexican Grill, how by the mall? Have you been out there? No, no. where is it at the mall? I saw their social What's media. It? it looks like they're being very flamboyant with the Mexican food. Was I think that would be one way to put it. Really? It's, In what way? It's, okay, so if you get like a, a flight of tequila, it comes in an airplane with firecrackers, flames <laughs> shooting out really? of it. And you, the big thing people I saw people doing was getting um, these towers of frozen margaritas. And when I say a tower, I mean literally like five feet of frozen margarita. And it's it's very loud, so don't go thinking you're going to have a conversation. But it's a party. It's mm-hmm. it's an automatic party made for pictures of yourself in front of you know signs and margaritas oh, okay. and things. How about the food? Is it was good. good I thought it was fine. Is it I mean, located in one of the outlots or is it in? It's the kind of. Um, over kind of by Bella Note in that area. It's, it's right by the, f- oh, it was, oh, it's by the theater. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by Cinemark. When TJ right. Fries yeah. went out. So let me ask you this. As a chef and as, as people who are in the food industry, when you open a new restaurant, how much of your restaurant, 10%, 8%, 9%, how much has to be Instagram ready? Meaning something like yeah, this. I think so. You're not going there necessarily. Maybe you are going or, there for the food, but a lot of the reason you're going there is for the, in, oh, for the gram. Is oh, that yeah, is that a fair statement? Yeah. Oh, or, yeah. TikTok, or TikTok, which is a right. growing phenomenon so because of the video. Consideration when you open a restaurant is it has to be social media worthy or friendly. I, I definitely think it's part of it, don't you? I think that factors in. Totally. I mean, these. I think the Asadero, that that's example we're talking about, is a corporate yeah. situation. So they they already know what yeah. works. They're gonna, you know, every dish they have has been run through the ringer through several locations Absolutely. by several management teams for profitability. But what they've done is they've made every dish an experience. Yeah. And I really like that approach. It's uh, something I'm talking to my team about too. Is like separating every little thing into its own department to where you know when we run a, a special, right? Sometimes you know we we get it out, we put it on a plate, but there's things we haven't thought through from mm-hmm. the eating experience experience to the plateware to what surrounds it and you know to make it an experience you have to go from yeah Yeah. you have to make it picture quality so it has to have all its bells and whistles in place and that takes a while to develop a dish at that point Mm, you know and once you have a whole menu of them i think you create this elevated dining experience like every dish has its place every piece has its place Mm -hmm. and it's fun and interactive and it really plays to the the person eating it yeah sure i think another one that um is kind of uh, at the other end of that scale but also plays to that trend is a little ice cream place um it's they have had one out in what is it called it's a little ice cream place that's panchitos no, well, Panchitos is another one. It's, cool. it's really I interesting. Love the Mexican, yeah. Mexican we go there ice cream. Uh, shoot, I've got the. I just lost the name of it. It's it's the one that opened out at um, Heartland Parkway, and then they're opening another one. Freshies. Out. Freshies. I haven't yes. been to that yes. yet. We go Freshies. They're so charming. They're okay. so pretty. It's like an old. When you, yeah. It reminds me of like an old fifty style yes. uh, ice cream park. Oh, I it's love that. It's pretty. Yeah. It's cute. It's clean. It's Remember those simple, million it's pictures? Good. They've I got check the music. Do they have those little flutes where you get the mm, ice cream yes. in those little? And cute they're gonna have uh, what is the what is the drink they're gonna have that that? Oh, I don't know. The we go there. I mean, dirty can... dirty soda or something like that. Is that really a local good. thing or is that a? chain? It's local. It looks like it could be a chain because it's so it well done. So Freshies well done. is a, a concept from here in town. Yeah, we need to talk to them. Yeah, yeah, they make. Hey, Freshies, get in touch with us. 
where, you know, people don't have caffeine and <laughs> alcohol. No, it's a good, I mean, there are a lot of ice cream, pl- and, you know, talking about coffee places, yeah. ice cream is kind of the same oh. thing where the profit margin is very high yeah. compared to. Not right now. Oh, well, yeah, that's I guess true. Right dairy's now. dairy's gone through the roof, hasn't it? People oh yeah. So our our new winter menu, like a French train chef, I was like, how do I not use cream, butter, and eggs <laughs> yeah. in this menu? It was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Flexibility. You gotta just kind of like. <laughs> Luckily, I've got some ethnic background, so I can there do some go. not like not in my blood, but um, but yeah, with food. So what else? I want to ask. Yeah, the, my ahead. favorite ice cream. I, I love. I, I was a big fan of Cold Stone, even though they're yeah. the chain. Uh, and I reali- I didn't realize we still had one here in town. At the mall, we do. I didn't yeah. know that either. Right, it's we over by the- Saul Good at the yeah, mall. At the mall. Oh, oh. Do you remember that one where they put That's the sure. ice cream and they yes. mix all the stuff into yes. it? Oh, it was and they fun. Scrape it up that was into good. Big, Isn't yes. there still one in Hamburg too? I don't know. I, think I don't so. know. No, that closed. Oh, that okay. closed. I kind of think the Cold Stone that Hamburg is now what is another chocolate place. Oh, maybe that makes sense. But I got to check out Freshies. That's yeah. Freshies. Okay, yeah. we got to check that out. Tau Green. Uh, Tau um, Green. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. 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 She's doing great. Crank and Boom. Yeah, she's got the, the uh, Crank and Boom, and then she's got... Um, Bobby Cone. Bobby Cone, which yeah. is I mean, my kids so like that. fun. Yeah. yeah. That's another one that's perfect for taking a picture of. Your kids are going to go crazy for... I mean, who yeah. doesn't love a waffle made of a... That looks like a fish, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's going on? Uh, what What are some, like, net closures and openings and things like that in 22? You know, are we doing I mean, better? Are we Are we recovering? I, this is so strange. Everybody was like, last year, the economy, uh, it's so terrible. We had more than 50 restaurants open. And we only had probably about, I only know of about 15 to 20 that closed. You know, and that was, I, I, I had the same questions, and I started looking up stuff, too, about, you know, did we see a huge population increase in Lexington post-pandemic yeah. from people moving out of big cities to communities like ours? No. Two percent. So it's just people. Yeah, it's just people. So and the growth of the we're culinary just eating scene. out more, and or I, I don't know. We'll find out what the balance is, right? It is interesting. I don't know. Um, you know, in thinking about this a lot, I think it's very important for for new restaurants to focus on the food. But boy, I think it might be more important to focus on the business, the business aspect, to know what you're doing, because if you don't, if that. you don't identify an audience and know how to control your costs and know how to run a sharp business. That's right. You got to know. We know plenty of places that have had great food that but went they, out of business. Yeah. And plenty of places that have crappy food that are still here. So. Yeah. <laughs> that there are lines at. Exactly. Which is Yes, that there are lines <laughs> at. Which is one of the reasons it's good to, you know, because we have Sullivan right here as a culinator, yeah. culinary epicenter mm-hmm. and you learn and you know uh, we've talked about this on the show before yes learning the business is as important as knowing how to make the sauce yeah t- cooking is the, the easy part really <laughs> yeah. i mean no i mean we manage managing a restaurant is hard h-a-r-d hard yeah. it's like one of the hardest jobs out there it's you know it's directly managing customers and employees in tandem oh, yeah. with a thousand fires at once yeah. plus controlling razor thin margins so having somebody like sullivan with some guidance and training is the way to go but also it just baffles me when restaurants open mm-hmm. without 20 30 years of restaurant experience uh-huh. yeah i get, I mean, I get worried I, yeah i see people who you know all, all the time who are opening a restaurant and i always try to ask have you have you had any background have you had any restaurant experience and if they tell me yes they've been in the business before but this is their first time owning one then i think okay well but if they've never had any real restaurant experience oh man i just i just don't know um start small you know if you start small then i think you at least have a shot i mean think about some of the places that have been 
that have started almost like as a food truck or something yeah. really that's small. That's right, and they grew and they into food it. trucks. Where, where are we on food trucks? Because is that a trend that's kind of common? And there's still some around, and, but they mainly do events. They don't seem as big Rather deal. than, yeah. you know, rather than yeah. people just on a Tuesday afternoon eating at a food truck. So is that a kind of a thing that we've kind past, of yeah. left in 2020? I don't know. I, I think a lot of the bars and the breweries still have a mm-hmm. lot of food trucks come and go because they don't have a fixed menu you know, right. they don't have a fixed they don't have a kitchen but um i don't know I, I feel like it's still a very valuable place for people who don't have a lot of money to get into the business yeah. and learn the ropes, yeah. learn the ropes. Yeah. and I, I like a good food truck i do well not a bad one i mean i <laughs> I, I think they serve a, a place when they're in their place. Um, yeah. Now that that being <laughs> that being said, it, this trend will be back, guys. I mean, that, there's no doubt yeah. about it. I mean, it, this was uh, the pandemic directly closed down yes. food trucks. I it's mean, the, the so a lot of people got out. There's a lot of cheap trucks for sale right now. You can go get you one. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be back. Yeah, it'll it's be just, back. It's just now that we get more festivals and more events, you're gonna see more. Yeah. Yeah, we got about uh, two minutes left, so I want to ask you. 2023 mm-hmm. you know we talked about you know some of the trends. what are we what is lexington gonna get what mm. might go away in yeah. 2023 what stands out well let's see i know one of the things that we're gonna get that i think is kind of on the radar maybe a lot of people know about it is a big main event you know we were talking about getting to david busters but that pulled out well oh, now it's yeah. going to be the big main event entertainment yeah. i think that sort of feeds in the trend of adult play Ah, yeah. You know, we've got that new place, that District 7 Social, that's down in the Distillery District. That's like adult play. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think, I think the other one want guys, to get out and play. And that's what did happening. You say? Yeah. I met the, the one of the CEOs for Main Event, and oh, yeah. right now I'm, and like, I was talking about the Lexington location. Like, oh, yeah. Was like, and I was like, well, how, they're opening like 50 right now. Wow. Really? I'm sorry, and it's it on a, it, maybe not 50 insane. guys. Corner of Nicholasville Road and it, uh, it was circle. a lot of yeah. they were pushing it yeah. across the nation. Fascinating. Wow. Adult play. Oh, that's interesting. I think so. Oh, well, I mean, you know, the District 7 Social is in the old Battle Axis mm-hmm. spot which moved out to Turner Commons and has grown tremendously. So, you know, they want people to come out. Grown-ups grown-ups need something fun to do too. Well, like you said, dinner is the event. Exactly. So let's so make so let's do add some fun things. Yeah. yeah. If you can add uh, some fun. play duck pin bowling sure. and play ping pong or I think we've got another new place coming that's got um was it the Top Golf Swing Suite? Yeah. That's yeah. opening out of the mall. mall. Mm-hmm. And uh, all that's huge. Check out Janet Patton's columns. Check out Lexco. And also check out the Lexington Food and Dining page. And get, you can't have too much Janet Patton in your life. <laughs> Janet, <laughs> thank, yeah. you. thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> oh, so great to see and you. And don't wait morning. so long to come back. <laughs> yeah, blame her. <laughs> 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 get back in a moment to Food News and Cheese Radio.